Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome for another edition of the Mav Puck Cast. How's it going? It's going John's well. here. Yeah. Say hi, John. Hello. In addition to John, we have a special guest with us. We have Dan Bailey, who for the diehard Maverick fans out there might remember him in an Air Force jersey about four years ago, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Fall of 2015. <laughs> So Dan's coming in and joined us, and, and we'll get a chance to kind of talk to him and, and ask him some questions about playing college hockey, specifically, you know, really about playing here in Omaha and, and getting to see Baxter Arena open up. Um, but I think we should start with kind of your journey to uh, college hockey. You're a St. Cloud kid, right? Yeah, yeah, originally from St. Cloud. So talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, how you how you got into college hockey and, and how you chose to head all the way to the Colorado Springs and, and join the Air Force. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's kind of a funny story, but um, I didn't really have much college or junior attention. Uh, going into my senior year, um, I was kind of a late bloomer size-wise. Um, so I grew a bunch, had a good senior season. Um, and then going into the summer, um, there are a few junior teams in the NA that were kind of wishy-washy, like, yeah, come try out. Um, we'll see where you're at sort of thing. Okay. And uh, I had a good scholarship to Creighton University, so I just kind of went with that. And I was originally going to Creighton here in town, and uh, I was at freshman orientation, and uh, Coach Berg at Air Force called me up, um, wanted me to come out visit. They got me set up uh, with the Wenatchee Wild. Um, so it all kind of flipped last second. Um, wow. And I uh, started playing juniors, and then they, they offered me in September. Um but it's kind of funny because uh, my older brother, Mike, played junior hockey and didn't have the greatest experience with it. And so my mom was like, absolutely not. Is he, you know, over my dead body is he playing <laughs> junior hockey? And, uh, but, but her contingency was she's not playing or he's not playing uh, junior hockey over my dead body unless it's, uh, you know, like Air Force or Ivy League or something like that. So, right. Right. so of course, I get off the phone with uh, Coach Berg and I call my mom and I go, hey, Air Force called. So that was, <laughs> that was kind of funny. She swallowed her words on that one. But um, yeah, so I mean, college hockey, it was always like, you know, a goal or a dream sort of thing growing up in Minnesota, especially. But just kind of, you know, growing late and not getting a lot of attention, kind of a smaller school, a smaller high school, um, just kind of came up late and Air Force happened to call and I wanted to use hockey as a tool to kind of set up opportunities in life, yeah. um, school-wise or career-wise, and so Air Force was kind of a perfect fit for that. And um, I knew a little bit about the program, my neighbor growing up, uh, he was... He was a captain at Air Force back in 2012, I believe. So had oh, had a good background. That's cool. Yeah, had a good. So you background. kind of knew about the program and yeah, yeah. So I had a decent yeah. background with kind of Air Force hockey and just like the school in general. Um, so I had, had a decent knowledge of what I was getting myself yeah. into. But <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. I have a so, tendency to jump into things without knowing yeah. anything and just kind of figure it as I go along. Yeah, so. which I think some some students show up there and go, what is going on? But, <laughs> So, yeah, I had, a, I had a decent knowledge and um, some good people around me. So, um, yeah, kind of a funny back, 
Funny Paths being uh, yeah. stationed back in back in Omaha. Yeah, now. absolutely. You know, originally trying to end up at Creighton and liking Omaha as a city, so it's kind of nice, kind of nice coming full circle. I was gonna say, did it. you have a previous connection to Creighton and Omaha? Um, for whatever reason, my high school has just had like every year three or four people going to Creighton University. Oh, that's um, interesting. And one of my best friends, he still he still lives in town. Um, his older sister at the time was at Creighton University, and so okay. we, we came down for a weekend and saw you know Omaha and she was our tour guide basically and uh, yeah just really liked the school and liked that it had it um like a somewhat you know national campus yeah. people from all over coming to Creighton so I really liked that and um just kind of fell in love with Omaha kind of like big enough where you're never bored but small enough exactly, where you're, yeah. you're not overwhelmed yeah. sort of thing so right oh that's yeah. awesome yeah so I really yeah. liked Omaha so when I so when I got stationed here, people thought, oh, Nebraska. And I was like, no, yeah, Omaha's good. good We're good. Yeah, yeah. We're good. Don't worry. Yeah. But, uh, but um, yeah, so I was happy with getting stationed here for sure. So when you came here your freshman year to play for the opening of Baxter Arena and, and all that jazz, you, you knew the area at least some. So there was some familiarity, mm-hmm. but... You know, what was that atmosphere like? What, yeah, what are what your did me- you think? memories of that series? Yeah. Um, just like the buzz around it was crazy. Um, just a sold out crowd. What is it like eight thousand or something like that yeah. in Baxter? Um, uh, Jim Cornelison, who sings for the Blackhawks, their national anthem. That's he right. Was, he yeah. did do the national yeah, anthem. Yeah, he sang the national anthem for that game, and he was um, he like met up with us the day before too, and just kind of chatted with us. And oh, that's so cool. It was kind of it was kind of surreal, especially watching the Blackhawks make their their run. And then, you know, I, I've been to Blackhawks games, too, where it's just going nuts in there when he's singing. So having him singing, and that was, like, I think the second or third series of my college career. So it was just, like, I was playing Wenatchee Wild Hockey just, like, you know, a few months ago. So it was uh, pretty surreal, um, especially being a freshman. You know, you're just nervous trying to trying to make sure. the right play, stay in the lineup. But, this, you know, the environment was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the rink just... Like the ice, everything was just really, really awesome. And then you're staring down the other side at the likes of Gensel and yeah. Ortega. And... <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was the one thing too. I mean, Ortega had a hell of a weekend. Um, Gensel, obviously, everyone knows who he is. But <laughs> yeah, um, it was also really cool too because I had uh, like two uh, childhood friends on the other side that I haven't seen since I was like nine or ten. Oh, because um, originally I grew up in Eden Prairie for about ten years and then moved okay. up to St. Cloud. And so uh, Steve and Spinner, um, we were we were pretty close growing up, um, and then I hadn't seen them like I said until I was nine or ten, and right. um, just kind of that, kind of like looking at each other like yeah. this is uh-huh. weird. I haven't seen you since I was nine, so it's not like we're best buds out here, right. but just like um, you know. But I remember you. Yeah. yeah, it was one of those things like hey, I remember you sort of thing. So going That's, through the line after the games, that was cool. Yeah. That's um, interesting because yeah. we were talking about. I was talking to some friends that have kids and in youth hockey here in Omaha and we were talking about how it seems like because of the age gaps and, and you know, the number of travel teams that mm-hmm. exist and things that even here in Omaha, you'll be, I'll, you know, play with my best friend this year and then maybe I don't play with them for a year or two or something. Yeah. Like that. And then you come back and you play on the same team again. So it's kind of cool to know that some of those things are like, you might play with someone when you're, you know, you're in peewees or something. And then just suddenly, in yeah, college, yeah. you're up against that same kid, and, yeah. and that's kind of a yeah, I mean, kind of a cool yeah. experience. And yeah, I mean, see when you're how small of a community, you know, hockey is even is, in a yeah. big state like Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. where hockey's so extensive, extensive up there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even there, I think 
like you said, like going through um, just like younger age hockey and the juniors, it's kind of like you think it's this big, huge, you know, crazy hockey world. You're just trying right. to make it to college sort of thing. But it, it like like you said, it's really a, a small world. Every team you're playing, you, you know, someone played juniors with them or yeah. grew up with them yeah. or something. So the connections are crazy. I mean, even playing UNO, I remember um wednesday or thursday when we got into town when we came to the rink to practice for the first time uh like three or four guys came over and were just kind of talking with us in the stands while we were taping our sticks getting ready they were working out or doing something and they were just kind of you know talking about juniors and yeah, like funny yeah. stories and stuff so <laughs> it's just like no matter who you play i feel like there's always that mutual like oh i know someone on that team or grew up with them or you know, well, you'll like you'll see guys after the game who are talking like they know each other, and you're yeah. always like, did they play together? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Snuggerud was the other one, too. Um, grew up playing with him a bit. Um, our dads worked together when uh, we lived down in the cities, so uh, it was cool seeing him, too. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so it was kind of a, a fun weekend, especially for me, first few experiences with college hockey. Not yeah, a, Not a bad environment yeah. to come into. Um, so I got to ask you, because... He's a very popular coach around here. He was here during the Lancers' heyday. <laughs> yeah. Coach Frank Saratori, one of my favorite coaches. I love oh, absolutely. seeing him on Twitter. I got to ask you, so how was it? And I know the people out there listening are going to want to know, how was it playing for Coach Saratori? Because yep. we've, we've all wondered what it's like. Cause he... It was uh, entertaining for sure. Uh, you, you couldn't ask for a more passionate guy, whether it was you know off-season or as soon as the season yep. came around. You couldn't ask for you know, more passion. Like, I mean, if you ever disagreed with him or, um, with a system or just a point he was making, um, you could never fault him for his passion. Um, he was just a hoot to have around the rink, uh, to have around in the summer. Um, he, he definitely, I think part of his reputation is that passion, and, yeah. uh, which can be intimidating at times sure. when, it's, when it's game mode. Um, you know, it's all business and, um, that passion for some may come off as intimidating, but, um, it's kind of funny going into Air Force thinking like, oh, it's big, intimidating, you know, yeah. Coach Frank sort of thing. Uh -huh. But, um, I mean, he, he does anything and everything for his players, which I think is a side of maybe his reputation everyone doesn't know. I don't know. They just right. see the, the, um, yeah, on the, the bench. The, 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 yeah. uh -huh. yeah. the kind of the, <laughs> the larger than life. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was a finalist for the UNO job back in 96, and we thought he was going to get higher, and then they ended up going with Mike Kemp at the end. But I've often wondered what it would have been like because – I remember one of our early series that in UNO hockey, when Air Force came in, he was so entertaining yeah. at the blue line lunch. It was almost like he was doing a roast. It was, it was, he was hilarious. And yeah. I just, he seems like a great guy and, and he's yeah. done a great job with Air Force. So. Yeah, he really has. I mean, he really, um, you know, took that program to the, to the yep. next level, especially starting in the late 2000s, um, just air, putting Air Force hockey on the map. Um, and yeah, he's just a passionate guy. You could probably write a New York bestseller with his one-liners. Oh, sure, I'll bet but, you could. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so never a dull moment with Frank, um, which is always good coming to the rink. Yep. Like, you know, in the, the doldrums of day-to-day -day stuff, mid-season, yeah. it's, it's, you know, Frank is, uh, easy to either light a fire under us or, you know, make a joke or, um, get India. So he, he was a great coach to play for, for sure. How was he different than other coaches you've played for? Was the atmosphere, like playing at a service academy, that much different from playing juniors? Um, I think that's one one thing Frank did well. So um, I'd say my high school coach was kind of more the the buddy buddy like players coach kind of guy. Like we all had a very close relationship with them. 
um, you know, in a personal way. And then I go to juniors um, with Bliss Littler up in Wenatchee, who's one of the more, not most, uh, respected coaches in right. junior hockey. Right. Um, his his rap sheet just goes on forever, but <laughs> um, he was 100% business. And so that gets, a, you know, a different element out of you as a player, like, I think personal conversations, I maybe had one the whole year and it was, it was always, you know, film or um, just business on the bench or during practice and stuff, uh, which junior hockey is definitely more of a business. So I get that. Um, but then I think Frank did a good job of just like combining both of those, I guess, Blending especially at a service academy. Okay. He knew like, all right, you know, we don't expect you to all be, he always said, we don't expect you to be choir boys up, up on the hill as a, like campus you know it's called the hill he's like we don't expect you to be choir boys we understand that there's extra rules with the military academy and stuff like that but um he also understood like when it was our opportunity to let loose and just be boys for a little bit um he definitely gave us the trust and kind of leeway to yeah sure kind of get away from the the pressures that yeah. some other schools don't really experience um so I, he did a good job of understanding um kind of the differences of what we were going through so would you say that on ice and, and kind of the hockey component of of college hockey i mean it, would you say that that's pretty normal you know whether you're at a service command academy or whether you're at a school like you know um i think the hockey component um is probably relatively similar um i think it's just the differences of what's on our plate where um i remember talking to some of the uno guys for example just saying you know get up at a certain time and go lift and then maybe go to your couple classes and then um, kind of hang out at the rink, get ready for practice where um, we had so many responsibilities from, you know, like seven in the morning until three thirty, and then we're going down to practice and coming back up for dinner. So I think it was just at, at air force, just a difference of like compartmentalizing. Okay. I'm at school. I'm doing my military, whatever. Um, now I'm going down to the rink, which, um, I think I think was like healthy for us for sure. Adding that component probably just kind of requires that regimen to keep everything yeah yeah stable yeah because yeah, that's that's what I've wondered about is what it's like yeah what your day to day is because mm -hmm. a lot of times in college you've got a lot of free time and so I wondered what that was like I mean are you are you up at a certain time every morning Yeah yeah so like the usual usual day was uh, by six forty five you had to be out in the hallway um, in your uniform. And it was just um, once in a while there'd be like a uniform inspection. Someone just come over and make sure you're looking fine. But, um, you know, some announcements. Um, you live in a squadron with like 100 people okay. of uh, different classes, about 25 each. Um, so that's at 645. Uh, go to breakfast. And then first class at 730, second, 830, 930, 10:30. Um, And then the entire wing, like the entire school would... Uh, form up out on like the quad basically march to lunch um wow. and then yeah lunch would end around like 12 20 um if you had an afternoon class you'd go to that for an hour until like 1 30 okay. and then um kind of try to get a quick nap yeah. or something yeah, before uh, say, film yeah. and work out and practice and stuff and then come out at like 6 30 eat do homework and so how was that with traveling because obviously playing in Atlantic hockey, you guys are mm -hmm. flying yeah. all over the country. How was keeping up with schoolwork and all of that at the Air Force Academy with the travel schedule that you guys have for hockey? Because it's a... Yeah, it was... Uh, I think people would be surprised how well um, the travel worked out for us, the school um, element of that. Um, since, you know, like 
the teachers aren't necessarily focused on research at the academy like right. other other universities so it's not like we're pulling away if we need tutors uh-huh. uh, it wasn't like we were pulling them away from some other okay you know research or sure. some other duty yeah um so they were very willing and almost just like hey you guys yeah. need a math tutor like come <laughs> yeah on, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah they're like i don't mind going to boston this weekend come i was on. gonna say yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah. with free food and flights uh-huh. and all that but um no it was really nice so um it was almost like clockwork we had just you know, okay. ha- have our home weekend and then the away weekend we'd you know practice wednesday um you know leave after class on wednesday um get in wednesday night which um not a lot of teams do a lot of teams travel on thursday in our league um, so getting that extra night of sleep, um, extra night to adjust to, you know, the new schedule, getting sure. ready for the weekend was awesome. Um, on the road, we'd have, um, for freshmen, it was mandatory study halls um, after breakfast. Okay. Um, but, I mean, after freshman year, it was kind of pretty much on your own academically. Just okay. make sure you're doing well. And uh, as a team, we did do well academically, so that gave us even more leeway when, like, hey, can we miss this extra day just to get sure. to Boston, New York, Connecticut, whatever. Um, a day earlier than other teams do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think, because I think our we had some ridiculous stack on, but our r- road record while I was there was like top five in the country or something, I want to say, um, in the second half of the season especially. And that was definitely because uh, Frank pushed for that, that extra night say, away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially freshman year, that's awesome. Because freshman year at the academy, you get kind of the extra um, – training i guess yeah (laughs) so getting out of that environment especially as a freshman when um, you got a bunch of extra stuff to deal with um what was nice too (laughs) yeah definitely it's definitely an issue so so what were some of your highlights during your career with i mean other than playing at baxter arena your Mm -hmm. freshman season what were were some some of the highlight moments (laughs) um say my first career goal um is a game winner against army and I know when people think of college hockey uh, rivalries, it's like, you know, Minnesota, North Dakota, right. and kind of those powerho- powerhouses, BUBC kind of stuff. But, um, you know, not to be cheesy, but like the Air Force Army, like uh, rivalry, I guess, just has a different feel to it. Um, we hate each other's guts, but at the same time, there's mutual respect. Cause, sure. You know, we're going to be on the same team yeah. come four years sort of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just beat the crap out of each other for 60-plus minutes. And then after um, each game, the seniors from each team stand on the red line together as they play each school's alma mater, which um, was, was really cool, especially as a senior, kind of standing there next to guys that um, you just learn to respect, but um, you also just want beat, to beat the hell yeah, out know, of right? a little bit. But, um <laughs> So I'd say just that rivalry and having that be kind of like my first goal um, was, you know, comes to mind. Um, I'd say the other one was beating St. Cloud my junior year um, in the NCAA tournament, being a St. Cloud kid. Um, <laughs> and, and that game, we had so many injuries throughout the year um, up the middle that um, they moved me up to center. Um, so I was playing center in the NCAA tournament on our fourth line and I remember, you know, just knowing the St. Cloud guys. I remember going to a couple face-offs, and they're like, "What are you doing up here?" <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, that was pretty fun to fly around up at Ford. We ended up winning that game four to one. Um, was up that in Sioux, Sioux Falls? Yeah, up in yeah. Sioux Falls. Yeah, Merchant and I almost went up to that. That was that. Yeah. that upset was awesome. Yeah, so that was um, the second of our two um, Elite Eight appearances when I was at Air Force. But um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool beating 
beating St. Cloud, playing well. Um, you know, we, we did well both years in the NCAA tournament. Um, we ended up losing to UMD 2-1 to one that year, but um, just kind of going to Husky games growing up and even though I was more of a gopher fan, which was like a heresy <laughs> in St. Cloud. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Keep that under wraps a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of fun growing up. Just people looking at me when I'd have a gopher sweatshirt on at school. They're like, what are you doing? But <laughs> So, yeah, that was pretty special, especially with um, I had a ton of family and friends come down from St. Cloud. I'll bet. And, yeah. Um, it was also kind of uh, funny going home after that. We... Uh, you know, lost the UMD, and then that was our spring break. So I just went straight home uh, to St. Cloud. So just kind of wa- walking around town and <laughs> running into people, and they're like, "What the heck, man!" <laughs> but yeah, so well, that was pretty done, special. Huh? Yeah, so couldn't write that anyone or any better than it, yeah. than it worked out. And um, that was kind of one of those Frank territory moments in his press conference. He just sits down and goes, yep. "No one's happier than me right now, except for Danny Bailey." <laughs> That's awesome. So, in all your time playing, were there because you primarily played defense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were there players that you remember that you just, oh man, I just not looking forward to having to defend him or? Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, you and know, it was like Gensel. He took yeah. a stride and he was through the neutral zone, and you're like, where'd he go? But <laughs> he was. So yeah, like fast. you do to me in hockey. Yeah. <laughs> like, where'd he go? Um. In our conference. Um, I'd have to think about that one. Um, I think overall just as a team, um, it wasn't like an oh no, but one of those teams that was just never gave you an easy time was definitely RIT. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, they, we battled each other. Um, for some reason we had them in their building and it always seems like they gave us a run for our money in our building. So we always kind of, we kind of gained a bit of a rivalry with them during my four years, um, or at least grew it. Um, for as long as I remember, that's been a team that even if they're not performing yeah. well as a whole conference play, just, they always seem to turn it on and they're just a, they're it never seems, it's a team that I don't ever remember getting just like blown out by anything. They yeah. always just seem yeah. to be working hard and, yeah. and in every game. So I can see that coming. Yeah. And, uh, army's goalie, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head, but, um, he, him for a while, he was just a brick wall. Yeah. Every, we, we could dominate the whole game, and we know it's going to be a one-goal game regardless yeah. of how, how they play, how we play. So um, that was always one of those ones where was, you're never comfortable going in that game just because he <laughs> was that good. Um, and I th- he th- think he ended up trying to sign with San Jose. Um, I can't remember how the whole military commitment worked out with him because I, I remember the year he graduated, the rules were changing, and it was kind of a mess. Oh, so he's right in that transition because there used to be that they got the deferment. Yeah, yeah. So it, it changed a bunch of times when I was yeah. There. That's it because I yeah. I've, I've kind of been confused about that. So yeah, because knowing you guys have to do your military commitment after, how does that affect guys who want to go play minor league hockey? Yeah. So for hockey, it's different because for most of the other sports, um, they could get away with um, it was called the world class athlete program right. where. Um, if you're a good enough athlete, you could train for the Olympics for two years, um, or three years, whatever it took to get to your event, um, and then take your shot at being pro throughout those couple of years, train for the Olympics. But since hockey up until last year was, you know, the NHL players in the Olympics for the most part, um, we could never really argue getting the, okay. the world-class yeah, athlete program. Oh, that's interesting. Like, okay. Yeah. But, um, so that was part of it. 
Um, but then coming in, it was the rule was um, so you're committed to Air Force once you set foot on campus junior year. So before that, you can leave. So like my roommate um, Shane Starrett, he's a goalie. He left after sophomore year and he signed with Edmonton. So he didn't owe Air Force anything. Okay. And then um, so it used to be if you sign a pro contract, get drafted, whatever, um, you can do two years of service and then go play. Okay. Um, but then my sophomore year, at the beginning of the year, they changed it to, if you sign a pro contract, then you just have to be in the reserves when you're done, which was okay. awesome. Or like, oh, recruiting is going to pick up. Sure. Um, it's a great deal for those handful of athletes that, you know, bloom and, and have those opportunities. Um, but then in spring of the same year, they retracted that, um, on the day of the NFL draft, actually, which... It really sucked for, for a couple. <laughs> yeah, it really sucked for a couple of those guys, um, which oh, they're man. definitely still bitter about, and I would be too. But um, so then I went back to the more strict um, side of things. But then uh, recently, Trump has been um, making comments, I believe, about um, like uh, if, if an athlete has an opportunity to do so, um, they should have that opportunity. Um, my okay. go- my goalie Billy Christopoulos who was in my same class we had we got two pro goalies in our same class so as a defenseman I, I didn't have too hard of a job but you feel pretty good about yeah what's so he yeah. uh he's at camp right now actually with the Hershey Bears um oh yeah so he's system, yeah. yeah so he got the world-class athlete program okay because um amateurs played in the last Olympics or non-NHL players um did so that's how we this time we could argue like he's got a shot he's been one of the yeah. better goaltenders in the country so um, we're all excited to see how he does as well as um you know, there was a point where they gave you a two-year deferment so it was mm-hmm. basically once you once you got out you had you'd apply for this two years and go out and yeah john two years two <laughs> years <laughs> uh earning gag uh yeah so you could apply for your two years and then essentially you got two years to kind of like make a go of it and see yeah. if you could actually get on with the team and, and get into a consistent role before you had to yeah. make that decision of which route you're gonna go right so yeah no that's really different it's it's really interesting yeah because i i you always think well they're gonna have to go serve in the military so those pro opportunities Mm -hmm. are gonna have to wait so i wasn't sure did you have very many canadians on your team because i know i've I've looked at those rosters before was it was mostly united states guys yeah it was so to get into school you have to be an american or at least dual citizenship okay so we had we didn't have any dual citizen um canadians i believe okay um, we actually we might have had one dual citizenship when i but he left after his freshman year but we had a dual dual citizen with germany actually oh that's his, interesting okay his uh he's there now um but his dad when he was born was working over in germany and that whole air force thing, base so. out there then yeah. Probably, yeah okay yeah so um so we had it, he was a dual citizen coming in, and I, I forget the exact rule if you have to like give up the dual citizenship when you join the Air Force or something like that. But uh, yeah, I don't remember the exact rule. But it's fast. Yeah, it's fascinating because I every once in a while I'll look at the roster and I'll see somebody from another country. I'm like, well, how does that work? So yeah. thank you for clearing. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for clearing. I always wondered about that. So yeah. like, especially with a sport like hockey, it probably doesn't affect like basketball and and football as much. But it's very interesting. So. You're at Offit right now. Mm-hmm. Did you get a choice of where did you get to choose? Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was a little different, but just the general population, I guess, at school. Um, you put in a preference sheet for your jobs, and then once you get your job, they give you a list of bases. This is where this job is located. And then you put in a preference sheet of this is where I want to go. And it's kind of a mix of 
I guess, class rank and some other things, um, just kind of where you'll end up on the list and what priority you're, you're going to get. Um, but for me, for my job, I do do a separate application for it um, a year in advance. Okay. So when I put in my kind of preference sheet for where I want to go, um, it was kind of a shot in the dark. You know, I could have written down five bases that didn't have any openings, but they had no way of knowing just because, you know, who's going to move, who's right. retiring, who's sure, joining, yeah. whatever. So um, I was just happy to get something on my list um, because it was a shot in the dark. And I had two teammates above me who got the same job and had to do the same thing, just kind of guess about, you know, yeah. where the slots are going to yeah. be open and just hope that something on their list is open. Um, cause they didn't get the, you know, condensed, you know, real time list the following year. So, um, I was just kind of happy to get, get something. Yeah. On I was, list. No, I was, I'm glad that you got Omaha considering that you had thought yeah. about going to Creighton and, yeah. uh, yeah, we're glad to have you. We get Jason, Jason hasn't lived here. I've lived here my whole life and you'll get people from all over the country coming to Stratcom and it's, it's yeah. cool to, it's cool to meet some of the new people from around the country and some of them make Omaha their home and some of them are here for a while and they move on, but We'll see. So, if you decide to make Omaha your home, come to some UNO. Come games. to some UNO <laughs> games. Become a season ticket holder. Yeah, come back on the on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I'll be at some games this year for sure. Yeah. yeah. Come sit by us. Yeah. Plenty of seats up there. We can get you some stuff. Sounds good. <laughs> That's right. I want to know. So, I listened to a podcast earlier today, and they were talking to some former NHLers mm-hmm. about. The buildings that they remember, the buildings that they liked to play in. You know, obviously your home building's always going to be on the top mm-hmm. of the list, but you know, outside of your home building, what were some of your favorite places to play? Um, I mean, out of the consistent places we play, obviously, um, you know, it would have been hard to match. You know, Baxter's opening night environment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hard to top that one. But um, as far as like in conference, like people we played all the time. Uh, RIT for sure. Um, it was a blast playing there every time and just kind of like being the villain going into that building because of that rivalry too. Just kind of like, I loved that, just kind of being the villain going into another building. Um, we had a lot of success in their building, which made it even better. But um, their, you know, their rink is relatively new, um, seating all the way around. I think it's like one of the best college environments there. Okay. Their students are packed for warm ups. They have like you know, they did their research the night before <laughs> That's on, awesome. you know, yeah. on social media or whatever. <laughs> like, I think, you know, they'd have, like, the goalies, like, girlfriend pasted on the glass. Right. Or, like, one of their players photoshopped <laughs> in. Or, like, know the goalie's mom's name and start chanting that and, like, stuff like that. And for warm-ups, you know, they're just packed. You know, people aren't even in their seats yet. And they're packed all wearing orange jerseys. Um, it was never silent in there. Every whistle, every TV timeout, they had a you know synchronized cheer, just going nuts. That's awesome. Uh, leaning yeah. over the glass, just pounding on it. Um, so it was a uh, you know I was jealous for sure. They had a yeah, that's awesome, awesome environment, awesome environment yeah. to play in. Um, yeah, so they were great. Um, Army, they packed it for us just because they, <laughs> they uh, yeah, that's a, yeah. You know, um, you know, with the chair for service academy going. version of in state. That's party. right. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, those are probably the, the couple of places, at least in conference, that, yeah. were, that were awesome to play in, for sure. Yeah, I'm really surprised Navy doesn't have a Division One hockey team. Yeah, seriously. I, that would be, that <laughs> would be great. Especially because their, their club program has been very solid for a number of years. Yeah. yeah. And so I think Air Force and Army every year are like, hey, come on. <laughs> It'd be great. It'd be another great rival for uh, yeah. the Air Force Academy. So yeah, that'd be awesome. Back in the late 90s when... 
I went to college, they they came up and wiped the floor with us. Yeah, like, yeah, they've got a really good, yeah, Navy. really good club team. Yep. Oceans aren't frozen. How are you playing on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if if they do add, add a team eventually, just because college hockey is growing. I mean, you got yeah. Arizona State, so I mean, see if see if they'll add on. Yeah, absolutely. What else you got? What else do I got? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. Are you done? I don't know. I think so. I think so. What, let me ask you this, because we always talk about college <laughs> hockey realignment and college hockey expansion. So mm-hmm. this is kind of one of those like big picture things. Could you ever see Air Force, as much as you enjoyed playing in Atlantic hockey, could you ever see them like in the NCHC as a conference? Could you, could you see them having the compete level, wanting to do that, or are they a better fit where they are now? Um. I, th- I think we definitely could. I think that has bounced around a little bit before, um, as far as the NCHC, especially them being being a powerhouse. Um, I mean, uh, CC's on the rise, and they've they've sure. held their own in that league. I mean, they had a, hit a bit of a rough patch for sure um, since the WC- WCHA disbanded. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be interesting. A lot a lot better. Yeah. For, a lot better <laughs> for travel. But um, <laughs> yeah, you guys could bus to a lot more places yeah. in that conference. Well, heck, yeah. you could walk to CC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think from that aspect, it'd be a better fit. But um, I know we've been, I think we've been asked quite a bit to join like the WCHA. Sure. Which yeah. I think would be um, a really good fit as well in that league. Um, just kind of the style of play. Um, travel is still kind of for us it's like traveling since we've been traveling yeah. every other week to the east coast it's kind of like whatever send us wherever but um yeah so i think that'd be interesting if the you know kind of landscape of college hockey changes and if we would stay in the atlantic or um if hockey eventually just spreads like wildfire out west um if we'd ever you know join a new conference out there or yeah with like, like denver and cc and some yeah. of the other western teams yeah arizona state and yeah, see if the Packers talk about some would. of the California schools starting yeah. programs. Yeah, and... they've talked about UNLV starting yeah. one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's very interesting. And Air Force is always a solid Division One academy. So yeah, um, they'd be a great one to have in there. But yeah, years ago, before they um, there was some of the realignment back in the late '90s, Air Force was in College Hockey America with some of the other independent teams. And for a couple seasons, they played their championship out at the Tri-City Arena in Kearney, mm-hmm. Nebraska. And it was, Bridget and I went out there those two years, and it was a lot of fun. So it was interesting to see where all the teams uh, ended up. And uh, when they ended up in Atlantic Hockey, I'm like, man, they've got to fly a lot of places. But <laughs> it's the Air Force Academy, so that's not a problem. So. They've got planes. Yeah, yeah they yeah, got planes. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that'd be interesting. Um, I mean, we've had success when we played, you know, Either just right. a non-conference weekend versus sure. NCHC or WCHA schools. Um, we've done well against them in the NCAA tournament. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, you know, string a full season together, what, what we could, could do. Because in a NCAA tournament, you know, one and done sort of situation, um, I think we always enjoyed that underdog kind of like chip on our shoulder. Like, you know, hey, they don't respect us. Um, you know, we play a sound system, which um, playing the NCHC schools, it was definitely more... Of, of a fluid skill game sure. um and for us it was always a little more structured defensively yep um we could skate well which i think um surprised a lot of teams when we would get them in those situations where it's like oh the game's yep. a little closer uh-huh. than we thought yep. it was. but um so yeah it'd be interesting to see if we could um hold up over a whole season versus, versus that caliber of a schedule for sure sure so who do you? I mean, you still follow college hockey. You're mm-hmm. pretty fresh out of school, and yeah. 
So it's still something I'm sure that's on your radar. This season, who are you kind of, who's your pick to win it all? Who are you kind of keeping an eye on? Ooh, um, are you going to jump on the Minnesota bandwagon again? Uh, no, I don't know about that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about pick to win it all. Um, I have uh, one of my best friends from high school. He plays for St. Cloud still. Um, which they don't come down to UNO this year, I don't think. So no, I was like, no, no, just no. one, one but, series in December up there. Yeah, so yeah, my, there. my niece is a, a, I think she's a junior. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what yeah. academic year. At St. Cloud. So yeah, we've yeah. gone up there the last few years. Yeah, so, so it's I always think, a fun trip. I but. think that'd be cool just as a hometown guy, just kind of see them get over the hump because I know losing to us and then losing to AIC, I know they're getting a lot of a lot of heat for that. Um, so that, that'd be cool to see that. And they're hell of a team um and then growing up i was always uh, a notre dame fan just mainly football but obviously their hockey program has come on in the last 10 years or so so uh yeah maybe notre dame air force actually opens up at notre dame so oh wow <laughs> yeah i'll be out there for because uh, the notre dame football team plays usc that weekend too so i'll be out there oh that'll be a cool weekend falcon hockey yeah and, yeah and irish yeah. football so that'll be a fun weekend just to kind of reconnect with the guys too but um so yeah i think St. Cloud or Notre Dame, I'd, I'd pull for for sure. Have you been to that hockey rink at uh, Notre Dame? Yeah, I actually, uh, I was, because uh, two of my older brothers went to Notre Dame, and okay. um, I was there for opening night when they played BC okay. at the new arena. That's and, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was, that that rink is awesome, too. It's just That's rad. a great, That's it's a great be. facility for them, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be, I'll be out there cheering the guys on, and um See how they're doing. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun series. That'll be a fun series to go to. Yeah. Ah, I'm game. Yeah. If we, do, I'll go watch any hockey. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's not bad. We're like, <laughs> my wives are playing this weekend. All right, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, and not bad with uh, USC being in town either. Those two teams hate yeah. each other. So yeah, that'll be a great atmosphere. Yeah, it'll be a fun campus atmosphere. Yep. Hockey, football, no matter what, the campus will be will be bumping for sure. Definitely. Well. I don't have any more questions for our No, it's been great guests. talking to you. I, I had, when Jason mentioned interviewing you for the podcast, I thought, I've got so many questions about the Air Force <laughs> Academy, having watched them, having them come into Omaha over the years. It's mm -hmm. been great. And so it's just been really informative. Yeah. And I've learned a lot today. And I think uh, the people out who listen to the podcast uh, learned a lot too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be great. You know, I hope that it's really interesting for the listeners and stuff here and you know from someone who was on the ice at the first game at baxter and, and that experience mm -hmm. for you and you know it's just great that you were willing to come on the podcast and talk to us and we really appreciate your time yeah yeah thanks for having me appreciate and good it. luck with your service commitment and your yeah. future endeavors and uh whatever the future holds we wish you well and uh maybe we'll have you back on the podcast yeah, I'll, I'll be here for that. a few years that's right <laughs> yeah. and hopefully we'll see you at a game just let us yeah. know we can get you hooked up with tickets yeah it sounds yeah. good yeah Sure will. Thank you. Yeah, so for our listeners, you know, we appreciate you, you tuning in, and hopefully you enjoyed this kind of break from the norm of us babbling on about whatever happened last weekend. And uh, keep keep tuning in, keep listening, and we'll keep putting the podcast out. But That's right. John's got our usual sign-off, right? So with that, yeah, be sure to follow um, MabPuck on uh, Facebook and Twitter. You can find links to those at MabPuck.com. And until we talk to you next time, go Mavs. Go Mavs. Go Mavs.